Welcome to Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. I'm Vivian Azer, Cowan's Cannabis Beverages and Tobacco Analyst. Delighted to be joined today by my colleague, Jarrett Seberg in the Washington Research Group, who focuses on cannabis policy at the federal level. Thanks for joining us, Jarrett. Pleasure to be here, and let's talk some cannabis, Vivian. Indeed, let's. It was a uh, busy week last week on Capitol Hill as we got the draft legislation um, from Schumer Booker Wyden. Why don't we level set the conversation, Jarrett? Talk to us about this piece of draft, draft legislation. You know, for the first time since the Georgia special election, we actually have a sign of progress on the cannabis front. We've been waiting to see what the Senate majority leader was going to say, what his bill was going to look like. Um, Everything pretty much has been on hold as we awaited this discussion draft. And now that the draft is is out there, uh, we can proceed with the broader debate and discussion. So on that, that sense, it's a really positive development. The problem, as I think we're gonna get into, is that the draft can't pass as written. That That is a problem. Um, so maybe let's follow up on that. Um, key pieces of contention that you see in the draft, either from the perspective of Democrats and probably more importantly, Republicans. Sure. So, you know, the name of the game here is to get to 60 votes in the Senate. And that's why we focus really exclusively on the Senate. Uh, the House will pass whatever bill can get out of the Senate. Uh, We believe President Biden will sign whatever bill clears Congress. And so the real hurdle is the United States Senate. There are 50 Democrats, there are 50 Republicans, uh, but you need 60 votes to end debate, the the so-called filibuster rule. And that means you need to get all 50 Democrats on board and you need to get 10 Republicans. And it's hard to see how the bill that Senator Schumer unveiled gets you there. Uh, It's very much aimed at the progressive side of the equation. Uh, It includes pretty much uh, everything that progressives wanted. And there isn't any cover for Republicans to say, okay, this is a bill that we can get behind and we can break with Senator Mitch McConnell and other Republican leaders and and support. And is that largely a function of the the social equity or there there are broader issues beyond that? So I think there's really three provisions in here that um, make this bill unworkable for uh, Republicans and even a couple of moderate Senate Democrats. Uh, The first is the fact that this is a legalization bill. So it's not the States Act. Um, The States Act would simply respect what each state is doing. This legalizes cannabis, it legalizes interstate commerce, it legalizes imports from Mexico. Um, So it it is the um, full legalization. And I think that is probably a step too far for the vast majority of Senate Republicans. 
Uh, the other big problem that we see with the bill politically is that it includes broad expungement of criminal convictions for marijuana possession. Um, I think the argument is going to be that this goes beyond what uh, you know somebody who gets arrested for a very minor amount uh, in their possession and really would extend to what I think some Republican detractors are going to argue are drug dealers. And so um, I think that's a, another concern um, with the bill. And then the, the third thing that I think Republicans are going to have a problem with is that there's no um, breaks on this. There's, there's sort of no governors. And, and by that, I mean, um, you know, there is a concern about how do you measure impaired driving? Uh, how do you ensure that this doesn't really get in the hands of children? Um, you know, what can you do uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, edibles, other products that might be uh, more attractive to those under the age of 18 or under the age of 21? Um, it, it does deal with flavors, uh, so you, know, you can't create bubblegum flavored cannabis, but it doesn't do much else. Um, I think that, you know, that, that may be the right call from a policy standpoint uh, to simply defer those questions to the Food and Drug Administration and uh, other aspects of the federal government. But if you're a Republican looking for cover, looking to be able to say that, you know, your vote isn't going to put uh, children and uh, at risk. Uh, this doesn't really give you any cover to be able to say that. So w with all that in mind, doesn't sound like you're terribly optimistic about the, the draft legislation as written, but what should we be looking for in terms of next steps um, to, to understand how that this draft legislation will progress? Yeah, so I think when you think about next steps, it's um, you know going to be a, a bunch of small moves over the next, uh, let's say, six months or so, and then we'll be setting the stage for broader action next year. Um, you know, I think that you'll start to see the House path spending bills that will include cannabis measures. Uh, those are really uh, just about headlines and talking points. It's very difficult and fairly ineffective to legislate on cannabis through the spending bills because those measures expire after the end of the fiscal year. Um, so, you know, permanent legislation really is the only thing that works. Um, and, and so while we're distracted by these spending bills, uh, you know, Schumer is going to be getting feedback on his legislative proposal. He asked for all the feedback by the um, end of September. Uh, I expect this will easily go uh, well into October or November, simply because the fall schedule uh, is so packed for the majority leader beyond uh, the infrastructure package that they're trying to move uh, quickly. You also have a reconciliation bill uh, that's going to be one of the signature achievements uh, Democrats believe of the Biden administration. There's a need to raise the, raise the debt ceiling this fall. The spending bills all have to be enacted by September 30th. 
and you have a defense production bill uh, that also has to pass. That's a lot to do in September, October, beginning of November. That's why I don't really think there's a lot of room uh, for cannabis. Um, then, uh, you know, they're going to go away for Christmas and they're going to come back. And that's when I think uh, you're going to start to see them get a little bit more serious. Uh, to me, uh, the real question is, when does uh, Schumer simply publicly acknowledge that there's not 60 votes for his package? Uh, because until Schumer does that, uh, it's going to be very difficult for Senator Sherrod Brown, the chairman of the banking committee, uh, to start advancing the SAFE Act on cannabis banking. Uh, you know, whether that happens late in the first quarter or sometime in the second quarter, uh, we do expect that Schumer, uh, you know, will move on past his discussion draft, and we're going to see uh, attention then shift to what can get added to the Safe Banking Act. And, you know, the good news here is we do see a path for an expanded Safe Banking Act uh, to become law. And, you know, how big that expansion is uh, really is going to depend upon uh, whether Senator Schumer is content with compromising uh, or if he's just looking for the narrowest of packages uh, so that uh, they can at least uh, claim to, you know, pass the first major cannabis bill. Um, you know, from, from our perspective, I still think there's a good shot they go big. And that could mean adding in the States Act, uh, which uh, simply for federal law recognizes uh, how each state uh, has decided on cannabis. Uh, that's uh, de facto legalization at the federal level in states that have legalized. Um, you would get commercial banking access. You would get capital markets access under this expanded bill. Uh, that means uplistings. Uh, and there would be social justice priorities added there. Uh, it might not be as expansive as what's in his draft bill, but certainly minor possession uh, convictions would be expunged. And I think there would be an excise tax uh, imposed on cannabis and those funds would be used uh, to support grants to help minority communities participate in the legal cannabis business. And if we can get there, I think that would be a pretty positive outcome uh, for this Congress. And given um, that next year is a midterm year, how does that influence the timing of what you just outlined? So that's, uh, that's one of those good news, bad news situations. Um, you know, realistically, um, for a bill like an expanded SAFE Act, um, I actually think that could get significant Republican support. Uh, but, you know, you probably get to a point at some point in the summer where it's just going to be politically difficult to get agreement on anything ahead of the midterm election. Uh, so, you know, whether that's at the end of July or the, you know, some point in September, uh, we'll hit that next year. Um, the good news, though, is that because it's an election year, it means that we get a lame duck session of Congress. And the lame duck is the period after the election, but before the new Congress convenes uh, in the very beginning of January. 
So it's usually about a eight week period and a lot can get done in those lame ducks, particularly when there is sort of broader agreement as there may very well be on an expanded safe banking act. So it sounds to me like we got 163 pages of ideas um, and it's probably going to be pretty quiet for the coming months. And we could very well be waiting towards the end of 2022. Is that about right? Yeah, the only thing I might quibble with is that, um, you know, it's going to be quiet from a substantive standpoint, but never underestimate the ability of Chuck Schumer to get headlines. And so I do think that, you know, the market is going to have to um, dodge the headlines and, you know, try not to overreact uh, positively or negatively to anything that comes from the majority leader or from uh, Senator Mitch McConnell or anyone else on the Hill. Um, you know, nobody loves to be in the spotlight more than, than Chuck Schumer. And, you know, I suspect he's going to try to stay in that cannabis spotlight uh, over the next several months. Well, then we will stay tuned for headlines. Jarrett, thank you so much for your time and your insights. It was a pleasure. And, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of more great conversations on cannabis uh, in the coming months. So everyone just stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cowan Insights.